Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. And welcome to it. Tracy Morgan with you. It's just about 11.15 with Let's Talk. It's our half hour that we get to bring in great professionals and talk about issues that are important to you. And today is our day with Concordia and Concordia Visiting Nurses. Of course, Frank Script is here with Concordia. He's the, the Communications Director, Director of Public Relations to be exact. And with us also is Laura McGraw, and she's the CVN Concordia Visiting Nurses Transitional Nurse Liaison. And we're going to be talking about heart health and how February is American Heart Month. So we'll be going over some things with them in just a couple of, uh, I say couple of minutes. It won't even take me a couple of minutes. It's like, time me, ready? Okay, here we go. The different ways that you can listen. You got the app that you can download, Alexa-powered devices. You have online at WISR680.com, pick Listen Live, or you can go to Programs, drop that down to Let's Talk, and you can listen to this program in its entirety after we are all done. That was like 30 seconds, Frank. That wasn't too bad. I mean, you're on a roll I'm already. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. <laughs> or you can listen to us on the radio, of course, 680 AM or the new 107.5 FM. Frank Script, how you doing? Nice to see you again. Terrific. How are you? Yeah, cold. Of course. <laughs> At one point this morning, my car said that it was negative uh, 18. Yeah. I think we've recovered a little bit since then. Well, I was sitting at my desk, and I'm like, I have a little heater underneath. My my feet are just not responding. <laughs> it just is It just is the way it is. But yeah, glad you came in. Thank you so much. How about you, Laura? Are you warmed yet? Warming up. Warming, <laughs> Warming need, up. Maybe I could bring in that heater in here and we could just put it at our feet. My feet could use that. Absolutely. <laughs> it is crazy. But we are here to talk about Heart Month, um, the uh, February, of course, American Heart Month. And uh, Frank, I'm just going to begin with you. I always kind of get the overview from what's happening at Concordia. But when we're focusing on this issue, uh, what's happening at Concordia with the services that you offer? Well, I mean, I think one thing I, I just want to kind of lead with, we know that it's still January, but with February mm -hmm. being right around the the, uh, the corner here, um, we just thought that it would be a great opportunity, since it is Heart Month, to, uh, to talk about some of the things that we can do um, to keep our hearts healthy. And then in addition to that, um, if you are already in a position uh, where... Uh, you have heart failure, congestive heart failure, uh, some of the things that you can do to treat, uh, maybe prevent and manage the disease as well through yeah. Concordia Visiting Nurses especially. Well, Laura, is it all just heart failure? I mean, what do you consider when you're looking at someone for heart health? What are you looking for? Absolutely. I think you make a great point that preventative care is very important. Um, you know, we talk about diet, exercise, things to keep our heart healthy. Uh, if we think about the fact that our heart, it's a muscle, like any other muscle in our body. So I think that, you know, being preventative with eating a healthy diet, um, exercising 30 minutes a day, uh, that's all important. Yeah. So if someone comes to you, what is the process? I'll turn to you, Frank, and then we'll get into some details with Laura. But how does someone get your services with Concordia? With Concordia Visiting Nurses specifically, they would need a referral from a physician. Uh, and at that point, they would hopefully choose Concordia mm -hmm. Visiting Nurses. Uh, all patients have the right to choose uh, their uh, home health provider. And then at that point, it's, you know, the simple referral process. Laura, I don't know if you have any more of the specific details of that. Yeah, absolutely. So as Frank had noted, that referral can come from uh, any physician. 
uh, or, or from a hospital system as well. So I currently work out of Butler Health System. That's where my office is located. So many of the referrals that I deal with are patients that are discharging home from the hospital. Um, and, you know, since we're talking about heart month, several of those patients do have, you know, heart failure. Uh, so that referral just needs to come to us, and then we kind of take it from there. We'll gather any necessary documentation. My job at the hospital is to, um, as you had noted, liaison, to go up with the patient, educate them on what to expect uh, for services, when the nurse will be calling to come out. That's one thing that that we're very proud of at Concordia is just the level of communication that occurs between Concordia, any of our agencies really, but Concordia visiting nurses and the patient. When you've got something like, a, especially like a heart failure diagnosis, I can't imagine, I'm sure it is a very scary time uh, for, uh, for the patient and the family. So what's the best way to sort of uh, help ease those fears and that apprehension is communication, education, make sure that everyone knows step by step, this is what you're going to experience, this is how we're going to help you. Um, I think that that right off the bat is something that sets Concordia apart and, and really just helps put our patient's mind at ease. Uh, one thing Laura mentioned with preventative treatment or preventative tactics, you know, to, uh, to help your, your heart, uh, diet and exercise. One thing uh, that kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes is just de-stressing and just the, uh, the impact that stress can have on not only our heart but so many different parts of, uh, of our body and aspects of our life. Um, so as part of our programs, we want to help people de-stress with this whole situation that they're going yeah. through. I, you can't communicate or educate enough. Right. There's no such thing as over-communication right. in a situation like this. And I've this. said it many times about other conditions as well. As soon as you hear you have, insert the rest, a lot of people just go numb. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't hear the rest mm -hmm. of what you're talking about. Clam up. Right. Yeah. So let's educate today. Okay. So, Laura, I'm going to go back to you on this because I know I just asked you, uh, you know, is heart failure the only thing you're looking for? But if I were to ask you what is heart failure, like what's going on in the body that you would consider this to be heart failure? Sure. Um, so uh, the heart has different chambers and when those chambers start to fail and not function at the level that is needed, uh, patients can often experience symptoms. Um, one of the most common symptoms are we'll hear, well I have increased swelling in my legs and my feet. Um, I'm having increased shortness of breath. Um, those are all signs and symptoms of fluid overload. Um, so there are medications that can help treat that, and we talk about different tactics that can be used with, you know, patients will complain that I feel short of breath when I lay down. That's another common symptom. Um, so there's different things that can be done to help prevent that and manage those symptoms. When you talk about the swelling in the legs or feet, are you talking I could put my shoes on this morning and I can't at all this tonight, or is this a gradual increase in fluids how long does it take or is it not even to the severe situation of i can't even put on my own shoes anymore because it's not that much i'm, I'm wondering how if people don't pay attention to this enough because they just dismiss it right well it could be either um, one of the red flags that we look at is weight gain so if a patient has gained two to three pounds in a 24-hour period that's an alarming concern or five pounds in a one-week period of time 
And do not people just, notice like, the day it? After I'm Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, and that's what <laughs> I was Christmas thinking. Ham. I'm like, because if you're thinking Thanksgiving, I'm like, well, everybody feels like that. Yeah. And and so, do people notice that kind of weight gain, or is that where having a nurse monitor us would come into play? Absolutely, education is key. Those are things that we would be focusing on. Uh, daily weights are very important, and when we talk about daily weights, you know, many patients say, well, I don't even have a scale at home. So if a patient chooses Concordia visiting nurses, we do have a telehealth monitor. Uh, it's very similar to a tablet, uh, iPad-like device that the patient would monitor their weight, their oxygen, their blood pressure, um, and they would monitor that every day at the same time. So we would be able to identify if there was a change. Um, we also have the capability to program certain questions in that would ask the patient, are you feeling more short of breath? Are you noticing swelling? So those are things that if the patient answers yes, someone from our office, one of our clinical supervisors will reach out to them to ask them, well, how are you feeling? Have you taken your medications yet today? It's all about those prompts, Absolutely. you know, like when, when, when you're just living your life, even even healthier people, you know, um, when you're just living your life, if you're not prompted to think about some of these things on a daily basis, maybe you're experiencing something and you just don't even think about it. And that's one of the great things about the telehealth monitoring system. And just to clarify, this is for patients who are already in heart failure, who are already patients of ours. This isn't a situation where it's a preventative uh, tool, correct? Correct. And is this a system where you say they're being monitored? Is the patient monitoring themselves, or is this a system that the information daily goes back to a nurse that could see that in their location? That's correct. So okay. they would follow the prompts on the monitor, and then their vital signs are submitted um, electronically. electronically. Yeah. Yes. Okay. To so a nurse. That's automatically mm -hmm. done. Okay. So then what happens on the nurse's side? Do they just call and check up if they see if something's wrong? Talk about that. That feedback from the nurses? Sure. So there are parameters that are a part of the telehealth monitoring system that are set. Now, of course, if a physician would like something to be different, we're able to do that and make that patient specific. Um, so if those vital signs are outside of those parameters, that nurse is going to call and check. Um, if we do see that there's something concerning and medications, you know, have already been taken for the day, um, we will send a nurse out. Uh, if that patient needs a nurse. We also have the capability to do a video visit, of course, with the patient's consent. Um, our newer monitors will have a button right on the screen that that patient can connect with the nurse in the office, and we can, um, we can view what's going on in that patient's home and how they're feeling. Are they, you know, looking short of breath while we're on the phone with them? Sometimes that's hard to judge what they have going on in the background, so it's very beneficial. And uh, we've talked about this too, Frank, with the telehealth and, and how it's probably here to stay as we mm -hmm. go forward. And I was just thinking this morning how there's great benefit, but there's great drawback too. You know, sometimes it's better to be in person, but with what you're describing, to have a quick video chat with somebody, I would think is very beneficial. Absolutely. I mean, you can see a lot in, in that moment. Do you still have people attracted to this? Like they're, they're wanting to just do that quick video chat with you and and continue on with their day? Um, we have some patients, absolutely, that are receptive to it. And then we have the, the opposite. We have the audience that are a little bit more, you know, shy with it. But once we show them how easy it can mm -hmm. be, um, it seems to ease their mind. Good, good. How do you know if 
heart failure is getting worse. Because if you're feeling a little bit of weight gain and you start to manage that, which we'll talk about next, how do you know that this isn't going well? Sure. So with our patients, um, we use something that's called a congestive heart failure teaching guide. So we're teaching you along the way. And a part of that guide is our stoplight tool. So it's something that patients can hang on their refrigerator or have at an easy accessible place. And it talks about zones. So we have a green zone, a yellow zone, and a red zone. So in that green zone, that means you're having great control of your disease. So you're managing those symptoms. Um, when we start to get into the yellow zone, that's where we might need to make some changes uh, with medications, reaching out to the physician for further orders. And those signs, as we had talked about, are that increase in weight. Sometimes we'll see an increase of cough, swelling, shortness of breath. Um, I talked about earlier noticing that you need to have additional pillows because you're just not getting comfortable at night. Um, sometimes even just fatigue, patients will complain of um, just feeling wiped out, like they just can't do the normal activities that they do on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's because the heart just isn't working, right? I Correct. mean, it's just not working properly. Everything's having to work harder, and of course it would wipe you out, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then we get, unfortunately, we try to avoid this, but we get, it can get into the red zone, and that's when the heart is really... Um, struggling to work properly and we're seeing that you know chest pain uh, wheezing uh, those are things that need to be addressed right away and in those cases often we will tell patients that you need to call 911 so talk about how you teach I know you mentioned that booklet um, is it well received is it hard to understand for folks because you know, Frank, I'm always asking you these questions because I'm like, I don't understand what you do, you know. And, but I think that's normal. I think a lot of people who don't walk your shoes every day, um, it can be overwhelming to them once they get to this point in their life, if they get to this point in their life. So talk about the booklet that you have. So you're, saying, so you're saying not everyone learns exactly the same no, way. No, I know. Amazing, right? All of our medical terminology. <laughs> Are you switching it all again? We've talked about that <laughs> many, many times. <laughs> So the book is very easy to understand, and it's not something that we are going to accomplish in one visit. This is something that we're going to tackle a little bit, uh, maybe a few pages each visit. Uh, it, it's outlined to talk about not only the signs and symptoms, uh, but just the things we've already been discussing with the importance of daily weights, uh, importance of diet. Uh, I can't stress enough, salt is hidden in so everything many it feels like right so we do have access for our patients uh, to a registered dietitian that can make a call to the patient send them out individualized um, diet plan and teaching and and she's phenomenal she likes to focus on well let's just not change everything let's talk about what you've been doing and how we can make those changes to still fit your lifestyle mm -hmm. yeah I was reading an, an article yesterday about uh, some of the things that, that restaurants do to just make our food just, I mean, food always tastes so much better from a restaurant, right? Right, right. And the number one thing, it was a, a chef in training and he was talking to the chef and, and he made french fries and put what he thought was the appropriate amount of salt on there and he tried them and he said, they're pretty good. And then the chef said, I want you to put so much salt on there that you think, they're gonna, that the, you think that the, the guest is gonna send them back really? for being too salty. That's how much salt I want you to put on them. He did it, and he said, wow, these fries just went to the next level. 
This, wow. <laughs> this is what we're going to do is we're going to double the amount of salt that goes. Yeah. And talk and about hidden, you yeah. know, some of those hidden dangers like that. And it's not like if we go out to a restaurant, not to, you know, be on <laughs> restaurants right now. But, right, right. Um, but when you go to a restaurant, they don't technically say, here's how much salt is in your food, right. by the way. Mm -hmm. You know, here's how much fat is in your, you yeah. know, here's how much mm -hmm. whatever it is, sodium. Well, that would be the salt. Right. So, yeah, you don't usually get that breakdown if uh -huh. you're trying to order from someone. But, yeah. We're still going to order out from restaurants all oh, the time. Oh, absolutely. But <laughs> I will be Probably aware. about a half hour. Here I go. <laughs> and, and it's amazing how our taste buds have mm -hmm. changed to almost crave oh. that taste of salt. Right. Right. And have you ever gotten to a period where you just got off certain foods and then you went back and tasted them and you they taste differently? Mm -hmm. Because your taste buds mm -hmm. have, have gotten a break, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So anything else in the book that you'd like to cover? Um, this is, now, do we get this from you when we are... Um, a patient, a client of yours? Correct. Okay. Absolutely. This would be something that the nurse would do on the first visit. And like I said, we just like to tackle a few pages, a few items at a time. And then when we come for the next visit, we like to circle back and say, well, you know, did you have any further questions? How was the last, you know, few days? Is there anything you'd like to discuss further? Once we have identified that that patient has truly understand or understood, you know, uh, that point, then we can move on to the yeah. next. So we really try hard, hard to. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so on. important to just reiterate, even though Laura said it multiple times, this isn't a uh, textbook we give you and say you'll be tested later. You know, this is, we are walking hand in hand with you on this journey i mean it is a new journey for a lot of people so um you're going to receive that personal support yeah absolutely and everyone learns differently so we tailor uh this program to the patient's needs yeah frank script with us laura mcgraw with us uh, both from concordia concordia visiting nurses and uh, we're talking about keeping your heart healthy w laura you, you mentioned that there are some things we can do to try to continue to keep our heart healthy. I know you mentioned already to monitor your symptoms. We talked a little bit about that, and there was also some mention of the telehealth monitoring. But there's also a suggestion of like journaling offline activities. What do you mean by that? What should we be keeping? What could we be keeping? Our exercise, our food, like what would be beneficial to you as a nurse to know what I've done in my day if I have heart failure? I would say definitely food. Um, what items that you've been eating, um, even just symptoms that you're experiencing. Uh, you know, sometimes with this disease, it's easy to just think that, well, today's another day. But any subtle changes are important for your nurse to be able to pick up on and make a change if needed. Um, Frank had talked about stress, you know, is there something new that's going on in family life? You know, those are all important part of our health. So being able to recognize those and let our nurse know is very important. Even your, your sleep habits. Mm -hmm. I mean, with some of the new technology with smartwatches and things like that and Fitbits, um, keeping track of how you're sleeping, keeping track. I mean, we all have some bad habits in our life, you know, maybe keeping track of some of those things that you can, I, will you smoking for, for example, you know, if you are a smoker, keeping track of how much you are smoking so that you can see what sort of an, Im your, you or your nurse can see what sort of an impact that's having on your day-to-day -day life. The stress, I think, is just so key. I mean, that's something that no one would think to just journal on a regular basis. You, you, you think about your exercise and your food, maybe even your blood pressure, things like that, but to actually keep track of, okay, I just felt stress, 
something in my life just triggered my heart rate to go up. Let's start identifying what some of those things are so that we can make some decisions moving forward. Even start with just putting a number. Like, I'm at number seven <laughs> right. today. You know, I'm at number 10. I'm okay today. I'm at two. You know, it at least be something to give you a gauge. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how subjectivity comes into that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the pain tool, right? <laughs> yeah. pain, what, what number, what level pain are you at? Well, for me, it's a two for... That's you, true. it might be an eight. Who knows? Absolutely. That's yeah. true. Or but a two, two and eight. Depends on what yeah. happened <laughs> immediately. But I so agree. Stress is so important because stress then can affect sleeping. It can affect what we eat. Some people yes. are stress eaters, you know. Uh, My hand's up. You can't see that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I, I know. wasn't looking Here at you when I said that, Frank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do we take it easy? Do we exercise? What do we do when we have heart failure? Well, I think we need to take our cues from our body. You know, we talked about preventative measures. We talked about exercise. I think those are important. And to swing back around our stoplight tool, if, you know, you've been diagnosed with congestive heart failure and you're in the green zone and you have great control of your symptoms, I think exercise is important. Um, obviously, follow the cues of your body. If, if you're doing exercise and it's causing your symptoms to return, become worse, then those are things we need to discuss. Um, we have excellent therapy uh, within Concordia Visiting Nurses. We have physical and occupational therapy that can work with patients at home to tailor a customized um, home exercise program for that patient to keep them active and healthy. And how important is it for us to keep in contact with our doctors and our nurses when it comes to exercise and of course our food and the whole entire picture because we may exercise and feel winded but really maybe in that moment it's not an issue maybe it is an issue you know and for for patients who haven't gone through this that can be confusing as well yes absolutely we talked about earlier communication is key um, so communicating to us and to the physicians on how you're feeling is so important yeah Frank, how do we get on board with Concordia Visiting Nurses? I know we kind of started out with this kind of process, but is it best just to call the Concordia's main number and then get, you know, yeah, you know, send I, us there? Or what, what's your advice? Of course, that? there's a complicated answer to that. Yeah, right. Yeah, there never <laughs> is an easy answer um, to this. One thing that I would suggest is, you know, have an idea before something happens to you of what you want. Uh, your, I, I hate to say care plan, that's such a clinical term, but um, have an idea of some of the providers you want to work with uh, if you're ever in a situation where you need it. So from that perspective, I would always encourage people, you know, visit the Concordia Visiting Nurses website, the Concordia website, concordiavn.org, uh, to get an idea of some of the services we offer. Um, some of the things that we do that are a little bit different from other home health care providers. So I think that's the big first step is preparation always helps whenever you have a health episode, whenever you have any life change episode really. But um, from there though, you know, it's once you are, are in need of something, of, of uh, these services, that's where you can't just necessarily call Concordia Visiting Nurses and say, I need help that's where you need to have that physician referral and that's when that process sort of uh, takes over I guess you could say so but again if you want to learn about some of the things that we do differently in advance visit us online concordiavn.org or you can always call us 724-352-6200 uh, and just sort of 
have a chat you know here are some of the things i want to learn more about yeah and having a plan is always a good idea but it's always even better when you plan ahead and i know not a lot of well i don't say not a lot of us i can't really say that do enough of us do that is the question and now would be a good time if you're not in that position to start planning this with concordia absolutely and that's one of the beautiful things about concordia we have so many uh residents at concordia who started out in Concordia visiting nurses. You know, maybe they needed a helping hand at home for something. Eventually, they got to the point where either uh, they were recovered and decided, you know what, I gotta de-stress my life a little bit. I don't wanna take care of a house anymore. I'm gonna move to an independent living apartment. Preparation goes into that, research goes into that. Um, or maybe, you know, unfortunately, they haven't recovered well enough and they need long-term nursing care in a facility or in a nursing home. Um, we hate that word, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. in a skilled nursing facility. But yeah. um, and that's again just one of the beautiful things about Concordia is just that transition, that ease of transition that we have because um, the facility side and the home health side are just in constant contact and communication with each other. We just really try to make things easy um, if and when you decide you need something different. Absolutely. And Frank, I can add to that a little bit. Um, If you're going in for a routine appointment with your primary care physician or you're following up with a cardiologist because you do have, you know, a heart failure diagnosis um, or high blood pressure, if if you're noticing that there's a change and they're talking to you about medication changes and adjustments, it's a great time to have that conversation to say, you know what, I think I may need to have some further teaching in the home. I've had these medication adjustments. There's been a change in my condition. So um, then at that point, you can have that conversation uh, face-to-face with the physician, and they can call the order to us. See, this is why Laura's here. (laughs) I know. This is why. And as she's talking, I'm thinking, I'd be the one on the phone saying, I don't get it. Can you help me? I mean, that's as far as I would be able to get. Like, this has all changed. I don't know what to do. And if you call in, we'd be more than happy to lead you in the correct direction. You said it so eloquently. And I'm sitting back thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help? (laughs) So either way, you want to approach that. And, but Laura, while I have you, um, you mentioned that your office is at the hospital. Can you talk a little bit about how this is a power of choice? Because just because Concordia has an office at the hospital doesn't mean that folks have to go with Concordia, but it's a great opportunity if that's what they choose. Absolutely. So a referral is made to me, and that's after the physician has identified that there is a need. Um, And you talked about choice. Uh, The social workers and case managers at the hospital do a fabulous job with offering choice to the patients. Um, And if we are selected, I am there at the hospital. I'm able to go speak with patients, uh, talk about our services, answer any questions that they may have. Um, There's a lot of collaboration of care. Um, You know, our ultimate goal is to keep patients in their home uh, and to educate them about their disease and disease management. But unfortunately, there are times that it does happen that a patient readmits to the hospital. The benefit of choosing us and having me at the hospital is I collaborate with those social workers, case managers, and physicians to talk about some of those challenges that we've been seeing in the home, what may need to be adjusted, what additional services would be beneficial. Um, So there's a lot of collaboration of care, and we talk about the theme, communication is key. Yeah, absolutely. That, that you just solved a puzzle for me on how you got to the room so quickly. I mean, I'm like, I was in a scenario and Concordia walks in. I'm like, how'd you get here so fast? <laughs> so that's, I, I, it also that's doesn't answer. hurt, of course, to, to mention that um, uh, 
Butler Health System is a partner of Concordia Visiting Nurses. Right, right, um, yeah. So when you talk about that ease of transition, which I think ease of transition and communication have been the two themes today, I'm not suggesting that there is not uh, that Butler Hospital doesn't work diligently uh, to transition patients to other home health providers, but being a partner with Concordia Visiting Nurse, an official partner with Concordia Visiting Nurses, that really does go a long way right. in, uh, in easing that transition. And not that can't, communication can't happen, but yet if you're already there, Laura, we already know how it works in an office. You get to know people, and you already are in conversation with people. So it, it makes an easier transition. Yeah. Absolutely. Too. Yeah, so thank you both for coming. Frank, I'll give you the opportunity for the last word today. Anything else you'd like to, to let us know before we leave? Jeez. Um, on the spot, you know, the only thing I would say is as much as we've been talking about heart health and congestive heart failure today, always have to mention that if you are someone who is looking to change careers or to get into a career with Concordia, um, we have a lot of opportunities right now, whether they're visiting nurses or on our facility side, especially if you're into uh, heart health specifically. Mm -hmm. um, so you can visit our careers website, concordiacareers.org. Uh, if you're looking for a change. And real quick, the contact information for Concordia. For Concordia Visiting Nurses, 724-352-6200. And on the web, concordiavn.org. Uh, and Concordia Lutheran Ministries online is concordialm, as in lutheranministries.org. All right, Laura McGraw with us, the Concordia Visiting Nurses Transitional Nurse Liaison. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you so much for having uh -huh. me. Uh-huh, and Frank Script, of course, the Director of Public Relations. Always a pleasure. Nice to see you. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for joining us. We are out of time, but if you would like to listen to this program again in its entirety, what you do is go to our website at wisr680.com. You're going to pick Programs, Let's Talk, and then look for Concordia. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.